Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. See, the world never has God or the Bible in their formula. It's not even on the radar. They just make their plans, do whatever they want. You say, well, Pastor Mark, I don't need to make any plans. I just sit around and wait for God to tell me something to do. No, that's not biblical either. Remember, Paul's doing a journey. He knows what he's called to do. You'll see later what you and I are called to do. We should make plans. That's a good thing. But when God changes them, he's God. We're people. We just allow him to do that. Some people live their lives without making plans for the future, living by the seat of their pants, as it were. Others make detailed steps for how they intend their lives to progress. Pastor Mark will be teaching about the Apostle Paul, the plans he made, and how he reacted when God changed his plans. You'll learn about God's being in charge of the lives of his followers and that he has designs for them. Pastor Mark will remind you that the Christ follower's primary responsibility is to partner with God to make God's plans on the earth happen. You won't find true peace until you're living with that attitude. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of 1 Thessalonians as he begins his message, What Do We Do When God Changes Our Plans? Now, I want to ask you a question. The title of this weekend's teaching as we move into Thessalonians, what do we do when God changes our plans? How many of you have moved more than once in your life? Let me see. That's everybody here. Now, before we were a Christian, before we were a Christ follower, we kind of made our own plans. We didn't talk to anybody else. We weren't a Christian, so we didn't know whether God could even know anything about our plans. But when you turn your life over to God, we discovered that following God's plans was the best way to live. Okay, three of you've got that. The rest of you are clueless. Well, this could be a huge altar call today at our church. Is it better doing God's plan or our plan? Hello. Yeah, of course. We've been the other way, haven't we? Well, Look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 1. Just doing one verse this week, you'll see why in a moment. Paul, Silas, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians, in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace and peace to you. As we start this book, there's two things we're going to discover today. How did Paul get from Israel to that part of Europe and and end up in the city of Thessalonica? How in the world did he get there? What kind of changes were made in his life to get there? And second, how did he react when he had a plan 
but God changed it. How did he react? Now, this passage is in 50 AD is where we're going to be studying. 50 AD. And if you look at this map, you look at Antioch right there. That's in Israel. And that would be in that area where Paul and Silas began. And as you walk through this, you'll see in a moment, they're joined with Timothy. And later, Luke actually joins them. And we're going to look at this. So you say, well, Pastor Mark, why do you have maps? Because you talked about you moving once. <laughs> Wait till you see where these guys are going. Now, we're going to see that they are going to go to Derby and Lystra because Paul started. This is his second missionary journey. In the first one, he planted churches there. So they're going to go there. And I'm just trying to give you an oversight. Now, they wanted to go. They had planned to go up above that little lake there, kind of up above another Antioch, up there to the north. That's where Paul had planted. Already talked to the churches, getting ready, want to go up there, see what happens. And you're going to see God changes everything. And eventually, watch what happens. They're going to go all the way over here to Troas, take a boat, and they're going to head over to Europe. Europe. And there you're going to see, well, I've talked about two places today. Philippi, they started a church there. And then the next one is Thessalonica. That's where they end up. That's how they got there. Now, you have no idea how many changes are there. Unbelievable. How you react with that as we go. So I wanted to give you that oversight because when you see that happening, you'll understand what took place. So let's turn back to the book of Acts. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. Acts, if you will, in your Bible, chapter 16. Chapter 16. Now, here's the story. Luke is a writer. And later, of course, he joins the group. He came to Derby. This would be Paul. And then to Lystra. I just showed you both of those cities. Where a disciple named Timothy lived, whose mother was a Jewess and a believer, but whose father was a Greek. The brothers at Lystra and Iconium spoke well of him. So now Timothy has joined the team. Scoot on down to verse 6. And Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Pergia and Galatia, having been kept, stopped by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word of God in the province of Asia. That province is Turkey for us today. So Paul visited these two cities where he had planted churches, as I saw it, on his first missionary journey. He wanted to go north, to northern Turkey, Asia in those days, but the Holy Spirit said, no, you can't go there. So there's the first change of Paul's plans. He made a good plan, but God says no. Look at verse 7. And when they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia, another city. But the Spirit of Jesus, same basic spirit, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, would not allow them to go to Bithynia. So the two plans that Paul had mapped out, all the details, everything there, basically God changes Paul's plan in both of them. We don't know exactly how God said no to them. Could have been inner prompting, could have been a word of knowledge. We really don't know. But God changed Paul's two plans because he had another plan. Now, how is Paul going to react to all the planning he did 
and God changes both of them. One is one thing, but two? Now, really, he has nothing left. What in the world is he going to do? Is he going to get angry and mad at God? Is Paul going to disobey and do his own thing anyway? Is it Pastor Mark, why would you say that? I've never gotten angry when God changed my plans. <laughs> Big altar call again today. <laughs> Pastor Mark, nobody would disobey God saying no and do this. I wish I could say that to you. We've all done that. How did that work out for you? Not so good for me. So understand, all of us have played about a plan that we've been made in our mind. And it's good to plan. Well, we plan to move to another city. We plan to accept the new job that was offered to us. When you get there, what church you're going to attend? I'm, I like that one right there. If you're a college student, what are you going to take when you get to college? What kind of major are you going to have? And maybe some of you are dating today. Should I marry that person? Your plan is there. You're wondering what in the world's going to do. And you felt this was the right thing to do, only discovered as you move toward those plans, boom, God shuts the door. So here's what I want you to see. Selah in the Old Testament just means this. Be silent, sit quietly, and think about it. So let me ask you a question. What do we do when God changes our plans? Do we get frustrated? Do we think, God, what in the world are you doing? Well, let me share with you. Because we all do this. We do this all the time. We make plans. And often God comes because basically he knows better. Let me share with you. I've been praying about a new eye doctor for quite a while. And I found a good eye doctor. I believe he was the one, so I made an appointment with him. Over time, a week or so, too, I begin to feel a check in my spirit. And I ask God, look, God, I have a plan. Everything's good. Great doctor. I just want to go there. And, but I'm feeling something strange, something different. And I said to God, I want to clearly know what to do. By the way, do you believe God can clearly show us what to do? Yeah. So I prayed for that. Over the next few days, God made it very clear with five unique circumstances in two days. Two days. I can't go through them with you because it's more personal. But absolutely I knew as this started out, This was God speaking to me from the people I met to the dates to the stuff that I had assigned. All of these kind of things went whoop. You know what I did? I called my other eye doctor who I'd never been to. And I said, I'm sorry, I have to cancel that appointment. And she said, that's fine. And so I called this place, made an appointment with the new eye doctor. And then I went home and guess what I had? A piece. Now, I didn't really want to make the change because I liked the other guy, but I had a piece. See, when that happens and God identifies it with five ways, boom, 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 boom. He already spoke to me clearly with unique. Maybe one day I'll have a time to tell you the details. You'll go like, how could you go against it? Well, I could have, but I didn't. And I went home and wrote it in my journal. You know why I write that in my journal? Because I like to look back when I'm confused the next time. And I go, okay, five positives. God is on the throne. Amen? 
So think about that. You say, well, Pastor Mark, that's because you're a pastor and God loves you. Hey, you have the same Holy Spirit in you that I do. He loves to answer our prayers. Now, when that took place, by the way, I'm at total peace because I know it was God. It was God. Now, look at verse 8. So what is Paul going to do? Watch this. So they passed by Mysia and went down to Troas. They go right over by the sea. They don't complain. They don't get angry. They don't say this is a waste of our time. They actually obey because they know even though their plan was good, it wasn't a sinful thing. It was a really good thing. But they knew God's plan was best. Any of you remember Sears when they were kind of, well, they were in business. Let's put it like that. You remember they'd have an equip they'd have a, a range of items like craftsmen and they say good better what best exact young people you have no clue but the other people got that good better come on best guess who always has the best plan Yeah exactly right not me Paul is knowing that he's been with him enough he understands that good is good but I don't want good I want God's best plan for my life And you need to understand God has the best plan for your life. Remember, I know the plans I have for you. He knows to the details of our lives. Now, they may have wondered, well, God, up in this section, there's no churches. We want to go up there. Why are you sending over somewhere else? Well, you'll see what this happens. You'll see exactly. So Paul in his life knew that God did this. He directs us step by step. That's the excitement of taking steps of faith and listening for God's guidance. So Paul heads to Troas, obeying God. He keeps moving forward until there's an open door. I've learned this in my life. When God shuts a door, he always opens another door. Now the frustration is waiting Until he opens it. That's why you have to have patience. He will always open another door. Why? Because life is made not sitting. Life is made going forward. He will absolutely do it. Now, Paul knew that. So he goes. So here's what I've learned. I want you to write this down. You need to put this by your devotional book. Because this is going to be a lifestyle that you and I continually have to do. As you know, I've been a Christian 70 years. I still have to live by this. Here's the principle. The life of a Christ follower requires ongoing sensitivity. Now you say, well, what do you mean by that? Well, we know in the Bible that when the Holy Spirit comes to live in us, he's there to lead us, to guide us. Well, how am I going to hear him? Well, the number way you hear God is through the written word of God. When you open it, that's God's mind. So you can't say, well, this is my plan, God, and it's against the Bible. Well, you don't even ask God. It's wrong. You don't go there. But there's other times that we don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. And just like I did with the eye doctor, I wasn't sure. And so I waited for there was an assurance in my heart. Sensitivity means where do you learn to hear God? The second thing is you'll hear God speak to your spirit. Well, you can't learn that unless you experience it. And where do you experience it? In your quiet time. Because God will speak to you. 
and you'll understand that voice. By the way, there's a lot of other voices out there. The worst one is my own. But Satan has a voice. He's always speaking into us, condemnation and whatever. So you need that. Next, ongoing obedience. It's no good to hear from God. No there, but yes there. Well, I'm not going there. That's not going to work. Do you know what you're called this morning? A Christ follower. (laughs) Exactly. How do you follow someone? Obey them. That's the way it works. Number three, ongoing flexibility. Wait to see. We've only seen two changes for Paul. (laughs) Wait, Wait till he gets to the end of the story. You can't believe how many changes God made in his life. This is the excitement of trusting God and moving along with him. Now, Look at verse 9. Watch what God does. Here comes the open door to two closed doors. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia, Europe, standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. During the night, God honored Paul's obedience and gave him a supernatural vision, which was an open door door. Now, God redirects Paul to Europe, and of course, he's going to go. The whole reason for the missionary tour is to plant churches and share the gospel. Europe was filled with big metropolitan cities, and pretty soon when Paul gets there to Philippi and Thessalonica, he'll understand why God changed his plan. Understand this. Here's the second thing I want you to write down. Trust and obey God when he changes our plans because blessings will follow. Be flexible. Be sensitive. If you don't know, just like I did with the eye doctor, what did I say? God, I'm unsure what to do. I need you to confirm it for me one way or the other. What should I do? Don't be afraid to ask God that. I'm sure Paul was thinking, where are we going now? What? And so God gives him a supernatural dream. Now, verse 10. Paul had seen the vision. We got ready at once, after Paul had seen it. So they're not going to sit over there and go, really? Really? No, at once to leave for Macedonia. Concluding. Now, this is a whole group. Concluding. And you notice the word there in verse 10. We got ready. This is when Luke, the writer of Acts joins them. So now we have a team of four. We got ready to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to those people. That's why they were going there. Now, here's what the scripture says. Maybe you've never seen this verse, but you need to write it down because this is the way we live our Christian life. Look at this, Proverbs 16, 9. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. That's a difference between a believer and an unbeliever. See, the world never has God or the Bible in their formula. It's not even on the radar. They just make their plans, do whatever they want. You say, well, Pastor Mark, I don't need to make any plans. I just sit around and wait for God to tell me something to do. No, that's not biblical either. Remember, Paul's doing a journey. He knows what he's called to do. You'll see later what you and I are called to do. We should make plans. That's a good thing. But when God changes them, he's God, we're people. We just allow him to do that. Now scoot down to verse 11. 
From Joaz, we put out to sea and sailed straight, as you saw that body of water, for Samothrace, and the next day unto Neapolis. From there, we traveled to Philippi, a district of Macedonia, and we stayed there several days. So let me put the map up again and look what you see. Remember, they started at Antioch, Lystra, Derby, and what they did there is they had both churches there, encouraged them. They wanted to go up to the north up in there. God said no, so they went over to Troas. That's where the vision came, and now they take a boat and look at Philippi. They go right up to Philippi, and then in a moment, you'll see they go down to Thessalonica. So they're there in uncharted waters, never been to the cities there, don't really know what God's going to do. They just go there because God said to. Now, let me give you a little summary, uh, because I'm not going to take time to read all the verses. Here's what happened when they get to Philippi. That team gets to Philippi, and uh, of course, it's a, it's, a, it's a kind of a Roman city operated by the Romans, and they're pagans. They get there, and there's no synagogue. To have a Jewish synagogue, uh, you had to have about 12 men. Well, there isn't it. So they find out that there's some ladies meeting down by the water, close as they could get to God, water, natural. So they go there, and pretty soon they help to get a church kind of started there. They go and stay in the home of Lydia, and God begins to do things. Well, they go into town, and they're just sharing the gospel, and they see this young girl. And this young girl is actually have a spirit of divination. She's making predictions to people, and they're paying her owners, all kinds of money. And Paul realizes as he's there, she's demon-possessed. So he comes and casts out the demon. She was a prisoner, spiritually and physically. And immediately, she couldn't do what she used to do, and she's totally free. Now, let me ask you a question. She's totally free. Was that trip just to that town, if that's all that happened, was that worth it? If it's your son... If it's your daughter, if it's your mom, a dad, a relative, a friend, is it worth it? Of course it's worth it. She's free. Now, the owners got livid. There's no way to make money now. So they go to the leaders of the town and go, hey, these guys, some stupid religion they're talking about, some named Jesus, and they've ruined our business. This girl is gone. She's doing her own thing for the first time probably in years. So the leaders come, and they put Paul and Silas in the jail. But before they do, they beat them unbelievably, put their feet in stocks. Now, while they're in there, if you're Paul and Silas, what do you think they're talking about while they're hurting? Really? This is your best plan, God? You say, well, I would never say that. <laughs> yes, we would. But what happens in the jail? At midnight, they're singing How great is our God. Praise the Lord our God. And the other prisoners are going, what's with those? They're beat, their backs are bleeding, and they're singing some kind of crazy songs. Today, Pastor Mark taught about the story of the Apostle Paul and how God changed Paul's plans to visit Asia. You'll learn that God changes plans not because the plans are bad, but because he has a better plan. You were told that it's important to remember that you're working for God and not yourself. Keeping this attitude will make it easier to be in a position to be a blessing to God and to others. 
We know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us. You'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the Ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue his teaching, What Do We Do When God Changes Our Plans? You'll hear what to do when you aren't sure what God wants you to do. You'll learn how to hear from God and how that hearing from God actually happens. You'll be reminded that making plans is a good thing, but that as a Christ follower, you need to be flexible in case God changes things. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time. As Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series, Live Here Now, Then Live There Forever. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a hurting world a new hope he is giving